Welcome to the Garden Wise Show with Colorado's most knowledgeable and entertaining garden experts, the Garden Wise Guys, Keith Funk and Jim Borland. Get ready for gardening tips that you can use right now. New plants, hot products, and the latest from horticultural science. The lines are open, so call into the Legend Studio now. 303-477-2473. 303-477-2473. On the air since 1994, the Garden Wise Guys have the answers to your questions about gardening in the high-altitude desert of the Colorado Front Range. And now, here are your hosts, the Garden Wise Guys. Good morning, everyone. It is time for the Garden Wise Show and your Garden Wise Guys right here on Legends 810. I'm Jim Borland, one of the Garden Wise Guys, and the other one, and yes, there are two, is Keith Funk. He's a Garden Wise Guy as well. Yes, I am, and proud of it. Yes. I, I wear a badge and everything. I was going to say, you have your badge on today. <laughs> That's right. Your Wise Guy badge. <laughs> I'm not sure I'd wear that out in public, by the way. <laughs> People are going to ask you, start asking you questions like you have the answer to everything. I know. We have answers only about gardening, and we're going <clears> to <throat> do a garden show here this morning, and uh, this is the way it works. We require a question from you about your garden, your neighbor's garden, or a garden you had when you were a kid. We don't care where the question comes from or what it's about, as long as it's about gardening. And you'll need then, after you pose that question to yourself, <clears throat> dial this number, 303-477-2473. That will take you right in here. Sean will answer the phone and ask you uh, no more than 6 or 7 or 8, 9, 10, 20 questions. And uh, it will appear on our screen, and we will punch you up. Not punch you out, but punch you up. As long as you answer the questions correctly. <clears throat> I don't think For that's sure. part, of the, part of the deal. Oh, I don't know. I, it's it's not in our contract that we have to answer questions no, correctly. No, as long as they, uh, the caller answers the questions correctly with Sean. Oh, oh okay, yes. And, and possibly riddles. <laughs> and he may have a riddle what for you What is the airspeed well. velocity? <laughs> <laughs> of an A6. <laughs> oh, Of okay. a swallow carrying a coconut. <laughs> and it's not between 1 and 10. <laughs> European or African? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And is he still dead? <laughs> <laughs> to harken back to old times. All right, what's new in your garden? That's the uh, the start-off question here this morning. Uh, that's that's directed at you, Keith. What's that? <laughs> what's new in your garden? What's new in my garden? Yo, boy, everything is just blooming up a storm. It's been a really wonderful year. It has been. I can't believe how much color is still going on and, and still to come. Um, I got all those culture comes planted that you gave me, that 157,000 really? of them. <laughs> those are kind of cool. They just come up on their own and <clears throat> don't take up much space, and then they disappear. Yeah. I was being real careful planting them for about the first hour. And then <laughs> hour. <laughs> toward the end, it was like, dig a hole, throw them in, cover them up, get it done. <laughs> So we shall see. All right. Okay. Probably the okay. ones that I spent the least amount of time planting are going to do the best. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to be goody, pretty good. I'm expecting to see them uh, coming up and bloom here pretty soon. Yeah, and <clears throat> I'm hoping that my fall crocus bloom pretty soon. Well, well, actually, they didn't bloom until October, so I guess I'm a little antsy right now. The, um, the actual true crocus, the, the true fall the, crocus. The true ones, yes. Yeah. What's going on? All in your right. Garden? Well, <clears throat> I've been looking over this book you gave me a week or two or three ago. <clears throat> it's, it's the oh, look at all the little sticky notes you got in there. I, I do have <laughs> sticky notes in the old farmer's Malmanac <laughs> that, that Keith made me. It's their engagement calendar, and you can write stuff. This, in. The, now, this actually came from one of our <coughs> listeners. Oh, it did. Yeah. Oh, via, oh, oh I via did not me know that. To give it to you. So anyway, the the instruction I had from Keith was, you know, go on through that. Now I'm familiar with the old farmer's Malmanac. Mal <laughs> <laughs> that I used to read years and years and years ago. Oh, sure. And it was filled with lousy information. <laughs> yeah. Myths and just bunko, I'll tell you. Yeah, you just didn't, I didn't pay any attention to it at all. It was all. kind of the Fox News <clears throat> of, I shouldn't have said Yeah. So, no, <laughs> be careful there. <laughs> be careful. Um, so, with that with that caveat, I, he, he gave me that instruction, go through it and see what you can come up with. And, and so I did. I read every item in here. You did? I did. And so I'm wondering... Oh, what's that big X across when, that page? I know, I see that. <laughs> <laughs> when, when 
uh, or when am I going to come across the first bunco information? Uh-huh. And so I looked in here and, and for uh, January 10th. To attract birds, roll a pine cone in honey and then bird seed and hang it on the tree. Now, I've heard of that before. Uh-huh. Probably even done it myself. That's a neat little thing for the birds. Yeah. Well, to help you out, they have an illustration okay. of pine cones. Of pine cones? <laughs> Except they're not pine cones. <laughs> they're spruce cones. They're spruce cones. <laughs> they are. You're so right. that, that's certainly not going to work. No. And what are the other kind of things? Kind of and shouldn't you really do things? it in peanut butter rather than honey? I guess it does. Well, matter. you know, it depends what kind of birds you want to you get. Or if you want squirrels. <clears throat> and there's a whole bunch of, uh, throughout the book, there are um, instructions on how to get rid of hiccoughs. And by the way, there's what? Hick, hiccoughs. Hick, we call them hiccoughs. Oh. And, okay. and another, another insertion in here says there are 24 different ways of spelling hiccup, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. here's one I hadn't heard before. According to folklore, lifting up one side of a rock and spitting underneath it will cure your hiccoughs. Now, I must, I've, not, I've not done that. I can't say that I have either. I, and I, so I, I don't know what to say about that. Here's another one. Um, oh, this is one of my favorite ones. When a dog eats grass in the morning, it will rain before nightfall. And my addendum to that is, when a cat eats grass in the morning, he'll throw up in your carpet. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> not the hardwood that, floor. That's a Not truth. the tile. That's the truth. carpet. Here's one that you can't refute. I had to think about this for like three seconds. Months that have a Friday the 13th always begin on a Sunday. How does that work? Well, it's just simple math, people. Come on. (laughs) Oh, that's true, isn't it? Well, okay, yeah, yeah, you think Uh, about it for a second. Yeah, Yeah, so you can't get away from that. So those are some of my favorites, and there are many more, Mm -hmm. but uh, I'll stop right there. Well, I was telling Jim I was working on a project yesterday that just wore me out. But uh, I've got an old spruce tree that I had all had to limb up because of the visibility yeah. driving, yeah. getting out of the driveway. And underneath that spruce tree, as you can imagine, is years and years and years and years and years and years and years, and years of ne- old needles that have accumulated. Yeah, yeah. To yeah. the point where you couldn't see the gravel mulch. Yeah. Now, that was an interesting process, getting those needles out of the gravel mulch. <laughs> I'll bet. <laughs> but I did. Did you have to sift them? <laughs> no. No, I used my, my, <clears throat> blo- my uh, air blower thingy, my leaf blower. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it worked pretty good. First, I had to rake over it to sort of break it up because it, yeah, yeah. it was matted. Matted in, yeah. And, and in some places, you could get the, the air underneath the mat, and it would just blow up whole <laughs> sections at once, <laughs> which was kind of cool. cool. And then this white <clears throat> mold would fly up oh, in the Oh, good. That's good to breathe yeah. in. No, yeah, exactly. So anyway, I got that all out of there, and I was looking at my work, and I'm seeing this giant pile of needles with a little bit of gravel mixed with it. And I'm thinking, I really don't want to put that into a bunch of trash cans and have it hauled away. Yeah. And it's not, it's not bad looking. Mm-hmm. It's uh, attractive to me. Yeah, yeah. So it became the mulch in my backyard <laughs> perennial beds. All right. Yeah. And it looks good, and it covers the dirt, and it keeps, it'll keep the weeds from growing. It'll keep my dogs from running around in the wet soil. And getting their paws dirty. Yes. <clears throat> my white dogs. Yeah. <laughs> Coming in. Black dirt. feet. <laughs> <laughs> Onto your white carpet. That's right. <laughs> so, you know, killed a couple birds with one stone, so to speak. Yeah. You can't say that anymore, by the way. Why not? Because that's that's anti-bird. I guess it is. You're right. <laughs> so, anyway. And, it, and you know, <clears throat> I, I try to find ways to recycle, repurpose, reuse whenever I can. I don't like sending yard waste to the dump. Well, No. No. Do, do you have a special pickup for organic matter, OM? No. No. <clears throat> we don't either. Well, wait, we do. I don't use it, but yeah. Well, you just have a compost pile in the back. But I have a compost pile, yeah. So you just Everything pick it up and there. put it there. Yeah. <laughs> Stays here for a couple of years. It's a giant compost. Yeah. It's the size of most people's living room. Yeah. It's, it's, it's big. <laughs> yeah. And tall. And How tall is that? Oh, it, it's, it's, it's not as tall as it used to be <clears throat> in years past. I have had it over almost seven feet tall, mm. and it's about eight by eight. Give or the take whole a thing, inches. I thought. Yeah, or e- each <coughs> section. Oh, I have, yeah, I have two sections. Two yeah. sections yeah. that are each eight by eight. eight is, yeah, they're made made out of uh, railroad ties. Yeah, and those are typically eight feet. Mm-hmm. 
That's his gym <laughs> membership, by the way. <laughs> That's right. <clears throat> and I work actively, work one, and the other one just collects stuff until the other side is empty, and then I grind it all up and add water to it and stand back and wait for it to decompose. There you go. Pretty simple. Mm-hmm. I don't do I don't I, I don't think I do anything any of the stuff that the books tell you have to do to make compost. Oh yeah? yeah. Like what? Uh, well, you have to mix green with brown. <clears throat> oh yeah, yeah, at a certain percentage, right? <clears throat> yes, and I got to thinking about that. What's that all about? I mean, really? Well, green is no different than the brown. The brown used to be green. Yeah. So it what's the difference? The moisture anymore. It's just moisture. Yeah. And I can add that with my hose. Uh-huh. So enough without adding green to brown. Right. And then adding special microbes. Are you yeah. kidding? Yeah. <laughs> or soil from your garden. Or soil from my garden. To inoculate the pile. Yeah. My pile heats up all by itself. Yeah. I don't have to do anything. The bacteria, well, the <coughs> microbes are already there. Yeah, in the there. air. Yeah. yeah. And, they're, and they're on the material I threw in there. Mm-hmm. So I don't do any of that. What else did I tell you to do that I probably don't do? Oh, do you turn it? I do turn it, yeah. Okay. And sometimes I, sometimes I don't. I'm too tired. <laughs> it's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. Right. <laughs> and so if you just let it sit there long enough, it'll uh-huh. decompose all by itself. Yeah. And make good compost, which I use. I make my own soil for potting things up and what have you. And the compost goes into that. Does it really? Yeah. And, of course, it goes in the garden. 18 other places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, my vegetable garden <clears throat> is, I, I think it's like 8% organic matter. That's pretty high. It is high. You need to stop it. <laughs> stop it now. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to add any more. No, you don't. And Not quite, for a while, at least, because <clears throat> it'll continue to decompose. And, and, and it's quite dry. fertile. It's got all of, yeah. it has everything, and even has, it really has enough nitrogen because of the breakdown of the organic matter. Oh, good. That I can grow a, a good-looking garden mm-hmm. with lots of edibles out of there mm-hmm. without adding any nitrogen. Now, how long do you think that would go <coughs> on? How many years before you have to add <coughs> compost again to rejuvenate it? Probably years. Because 8% organic matter is a lot. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> well, cool. Did I? Yeah, I guess I did. I, I did fertilize with... Um, Liquid fertilizer, mm-hmm. yeah, soluble fertilizer. I did that a couple of times this year. Things responded accordingly. They just now, you know, everything is too big. <laughs> what is too big? <laughs> like the one tomato that we have. Yeah, it's enormous. Mm-hmm. It has. It's a cherry tomato type. And I looked in there yesterday. And there's like a thousand red tomatoes in there now. Oh my! <laughs> God. <laughs> You have to be able to pick them fast enough, <clears throat> are you? And uh, we grew some um, yellowneck squash, which, which Keith doesn't want any. And uh, I said, uh, learning it from the past, I usually have four or five plants. Hmm. And not anymore. No. So I planted only two. Mm-hmm. And Dorothy, Dorothy came out yesterday and says, I think we only need one plant. Yeah. <laughs> We're giving the stuff away from two plants. I planted um, <clears throat> a yellow summer squash this year called butter something pat of butter or i can't remember is it one of those uh, botanical interests mm-hmm. varieties it looks very interesting it had butter in the name so i figured it must be good it must be <laughs> you don't have to have, you don't have to add butter when you fry it that's right that's right and boy <laughs> has it ever it, it's not a crook neck it's a straight it looks very zucchini like but it doesn't have the stripes it's just this bright gold it's yeah, gorgeous oh, yeah and oh my gosh is it tasty <coughs> but i have two plants and we can't eat it fast enough yeah and i pick them small i don't i don't let them turn into baseball bats that's our plan too yeah <laughs> until we go out the afternoon of the morning that we already pick and, oh okay and, you know there's there's the size of small baseball clubs. Well, see, that's that's the beauty of the uh, planting the golden ones is they stand out <coughs> from the foliage more yeah. so than the green ones well, yeah, 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 but even at that, God, they grow fast. They do. Good well, let's see. We've got people on the line. We, you we ready do. To go out Let to me the give out phone number again so uh, other people who are not yet on the line can get in the queue. 303-477-2473. All right. Let's go out and talk to Carol in Highlands Ranch right now. Good morning, Carol. 
Good morning, guys. It's so nice to talk to you early in the morning here. Well, you too. What's we going on are, with you? Thank you. We are taking out some old and dead and doing some replacing. <clears throat> the last leaf on the Rose of Sharon died. Oh. So we are, oh, we tried, and we left it even another year with just one limb that had leaves, but it's gone. So when we planted that, it ha- it was in full sun. But now, of course, it's uh, 15 years later, the tree is uh, shading yeah, it. Yeah. And I'm looking for something to replace it. And I was considering a hydrangea, one of the big ones. Um, mm-hmm. do, haven't, haven't seen any beetles on my other hydrangeas. <clears throat> do they like hydrangeas? They haven't bothered <clears throat> mine. Um, of course, I haven't had a very bad beetle year this year. I, I have, I've only had to spray once, and I probably could have gotten away with not spraying at all. Uh, but um, uh, they they hit a lot of other plants around the hydrangea, but not the hydrangea itself. Okay. Well, so that might be a consideration. Um, unless you have a better suggestion, it's um, morning shade, <clears throat> afternoon sun. What uh, what variety are I, you looking at? I, uh, well, I was going to ask you for that um, suggestion. I would like, you know, this Rosa Sharon was... Um, Oh, eight feet tall, and I don't know I'm not going to do that. But something, one of the bigger, taller hydrangeas I would like, if they will grow in those conditions where it's shady in the morning and sun in the afternoon. Yeah, they will grow in those conditions, uh, as long as you choose the right species, and that would be hydrangea paniculata. Okay. And there's a lot of Uh, new varieties out there. Okay. Uh, There's some gorgeous ones. I'm... Uh, I've tried a few. I've not been impressed with some of them. Uh, I'm looking at adding um, limelight. Okay. And that, and then there's one called vanilla strawberry. I have one of those. Okay. How do you like it? Uh, well, it hasn't bloomed very much this year. So I'm hoping that next year will be a better bloom. Oh, okay. We planted it in June. So okay. We'll, we'll hopefully get that. Okay. Uh, so, no, strawberry would also do well there. Yeah, and I planted one called Strawberry Shake, I think is what it was called. Uh, and that's done okay. really well. Then um, a friend of mine recommended Quick Fire. And apparently there's, okay. there's Quick Fire and then there's Little Quick Fire. Which is a okay. much more dwarf. It sounds that. like you want the bigger one. I do. I want something to sort of fill that spot where the Rose of Sharon was. I know it's not going to be as big as the Rose of Sharon, but mm-hmm. that's okay. But but I don't want a dwarf plant. You you may find that it takes more water than your Rose of Sharon. Oh, my goodness, yes. But you've already got okay. hydrangeas, it sounds like, so you know <clears throat> how that works. I do. They're on a, on a watering system, so they're doing okay. We just put them in this year. Um, at your recommendation, and I've got one of the fire, two of the fires, and a strawberry vanilla. Oh, okay. In other parts of the yard, mm-hmm. but they're not, you know, they're, they're they're not a lot bigger than when we put them in. Then they um, won't be. It'll maybe. take them a couple of years to to uh, establish. Right. I'd say by the third year, right. you'll start to see more, um, you know, better production, more more potential being produced. Okay, like like perennials. Yeah, yeah. Year like three. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. Uh, does Nick still have? Would you plant them in the spring or now? Mm, I'd probably plant them in the spring. Okay. What? How early? Uh, as early as you can get them. Um, and having said that, I should back up and say <laughs> if you can get them dormant, you could put them out as early as April. But if they're already leafed out in the nursery and we're still going to have some frost, I'd hold off. Okay, so May, yeah, perhaps May June. Okay, excellent time to do it. Okay, would you have another recommendation for a plant for that area? <coughs> well, there's a lot of viburnums <coughs> that that do really that get large. Like Allegheny is a great one with white flowers in the spring, and then that's followed by red berries in the summer, and uh, not particularly great fall color, but you know, you at least get the two seasons out of them. They're, practi- they're practically evergreen, which is nice. Um, oh, okay. okay. There's one called Mohawk. There's one called Mohican. 
<clears throat> those are all big growers. Yeah, uh, you're 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 getting a trend here. Yeah, they're all Indian names. All Indian names, yeah. uh, but all of them produce. <laughs> All of them produce flowers in the spring, berries in the summer, and some of them will have some nice fall color. I think Mohawk has a really fragrant flower. Um, if you like, okay. if it's going to be near an area, a living space where you'd appreciate the, the smell. What else? Uh, the European cranberry bush, uh, snowball bush would so, work. Yeah, yeah, they get to be really big. They do. They do. Some of our neighbors have them, and they are monsters. But you can keep them cut back. But they've been there fifteen. But they've been there fifteen years. So. Oh, they're quick growers. So. Um, also, yeah. mock orange. Uh, there's one mock orange I really like. It's called Cheyenne. And okay. yeah, that's a strong upright grower. <laughs> yes, it is, and extremely okay. fragrant and a heavy bloom. Oh yeah. And it, it, you know, the problem with mock oranges is most of them look <clears throat> like warmed over death the rest of the summer. But uh, this one looks really good, uh, even after okay. it finishes blooming. What about beauty bush? That's a big shrub. Yeah. Yeah, that'll get to be eight, nine feet tall uh -huh. and as wide. Okay. I have the room. I'm just not sure I want to take care of that much again. Yeah. Because <laughs> you, know, you have to do the trimming and whatever. Okay, that gives me a nice list, and I'll head to the nursery in in uh, April and see what they have. Okay, just a couple other questions here. Um, I have sweet woodruff that's been growing under a plum tree for 15 years, uh -huh. and it's kind of played out. You know, it's real. <coughs> excuse me, it's real spotty now. Okay, and it does, just doesn't look good. And I'm I'm going to take that out. What do you think of a juga? A juga is fine. Yeah, that won't, that won't grow, it's not quite as rambunctious as, uh, as uh, sweet woodruff. Right. Okay. And, and you can but get that in, in, yeah, you can get that in various leaf colors, too. I like the purple one. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really pretty. Okay, but that would be a good replacement, because it's full, it is full shade under this tree. Mm hmm And I would like it to, you know, to spread a good yeah. what kind of three tree? four feet around. What's, what's it's the, a purple plum. Oh, okay, okay. It, yeah, it's a big, it, and it's, it was, we've been in this house 16 years, and it was a good-sized tree when we moved here. So it's possibly 20, 25 years old. Has it, has it had any dieback over a nasty winter? It, um, not really. We'll have a few of those dangly-type leaves or yeah, limbs yeah. that we turn back, but it seems to have done okay. It's yeah. pretty close to the house. But, um, it but yeah, that probably helps. Okay. There, are, there are several purple uh, leaf plums out there, and they're, I, I think they behave differently depending on which one you have. You might also want to yeah. look at a ground cover called plumbago. Yes, that was going to be my next okay. suggestion. Now, I, I, and I would say as, as an addition to the ajuga, mainly because mm -hmm. the plumbago is mostly green <laughs> until now. Until now, and then it starts to bloom in, in, in the blue flowers in the fall, so you'd probably want the ajuga to augment the color <coughs> earlier on. Okay. All right, I can do that. All right, I'm going to have to And it is not a rambunctious <laughs> grower. It's, it's not going to spread all over okay. the place. It will spread. But it does well, spread, slowly. yeah. And it's taller the than the ajuga, so you'd... <clears throat> yeah, the, the plumbago does get taller than the ajuga, so you'd want to plant it... Um, you know, toward the back or toward the tree, toward the tree trunk rather than uh -huh. out on the edge. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Tall. About right. about eight, about eight inches tall. Yeah. Okay. It's very pretty. Yeah, that is taller than the ajuga. I had ajuga at our previous home, but I didn't have much of it and didn't have it for long, so I wasn't real sure how well how well it does. It I does just think great. It's pretty. Yeah. 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 And the sweet the sweet woodruff is a spreader. It's um, migrated into places that I didn't intend for it to yeah, go. Yeah, it's but, a bit of a thud. Um, yeah. But it, it is looking pretty poorly, so we're taking it out next week. Um, last question. Uh, you had told me that I should mulch my, my plants because I have so many weed issues. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so I'm uh, looking into, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mulch. So before I put in... I'm looking, I'll put it with my perennials, which are already there, but when I put in my annual beds, do I put in the flowers first or the mulch first 
I think uh, the annuals you put in are going to be relatively small compared to what they're going to do later in the summer. So I would put the mulch right. in right after you plant. Okay, so plant first. Yeah. Oh, yeah, plant first and mulch around them and then, uh, and then just and then stand mulch. back and watch. Okay. Do I need to put praying under that mulch before I put it It wouldn't down? hurt. Yeah, okay. but put it down, bef- like in your annual beds. You- put it down first, then your mulch. Yeah, plant first, okay. and then the, then the pre-emergent, Pre- and then mulch. Uh-huh. Yeah. Then mulch. Got it. Well, you guys are just a wealth of information this morning. Well, Thank we've, you so much. We've I been there, done it. that. Well, and you had some great questions. I, yeah. <laughs> well, that's why I ask you, because you've been there, done that, and you know what to do, and I appreciate it a whole lot. Um, <laughs> okay. you know, there's, no sense, there's no sense just failing when you have all this good information. Yeah, no need to reinvent to. the wheel, right? Yeah, really. Right, right. Well, thanks you for your call day. this morning, Thank Carol. Thank you so much. Uh-huh. Okay, bye-bye. The corollary to been there, done that is been there, killed that. Yes. All right, we're going to take a little break. We'll be back right after this on Legends 810. The Jared's Nursery Gift and Garden annual summer clearance sale is now in progress. It may be hot, but you can still put in new plants. Think about it from the plant's point of view. Would you rather wait out the summer in a hot plastic pot or sink your roots into some nice garden soil? Jared's has a great assortment of shrubs and perennials in stock. Think about adding Rose of Sharon, a beautiful shrub in bloom now. Russian sage, that purpley thing blooming all over town, or some Barbary for a good accent of color all season. On the flower end of things, check out the enormous variety of stunning cone flowers, the cherry coreopsis, or the plants that pollinators and hummingbirds love, such as salvia and hyssop. Jared's is now in their 42nd year serving the Southwest Metro area. Visit them today at 10500 West Bulls Avenue in Littleton, Hours are 9 to 6 weekdays and 9 to 5 weekends. Hope to see you soon. Well, hello, Mrs. Johnson. Nice to see you again. What's that you have in the bag? It's it's my tomatoes. Just look at this. The bottom side of all the largest fruit is turning into a nasty brown color. It's gross. My family won't eat these. What am I going to do? Okay, relax, Barbara. Your tomatoes have an easy-to-fix condition called blossom end rot. And you're right. It's nasty looking, but fortunately it's not a disease, just a mild calcium deficiency, which is usually brought on by letting your plants get too dry between waterings. So I'm going to recommend you start using this Fertilome Yield Booster for tomatoes. This yield booster will supply the extra calcium your plants need to save the rest of your crop. Is it easy to use? I don't want to have to mix anything. You know, it couldn't be easier. Yield Booster comes pre-mixed in this handy trigger sprayer. All you have to do is spray the leaves and fruit weekly for at least three applications, and you'll have bigger, better tomatoes than ever before. Oh, what a relief. Bill, you've made my day. Better give me two of those bottles of Fertilome Yield Booster. I have lots of tomato plants. Find Fertilome Yield Booster at your favorite independent Fertilome retailer, including Wilmore Nursery in Littleton, The Tree Farm in Longmont, Tagawa Gardens in Centennial, Nick's Garden Center in Aurora, Jared's Nursery in Littleton. To find your closest dealer, go to www.fertilome.com. Do you have brown spots in your lawn? It may be a fungus, and Fertilome has a solution for that. Fertilome F-Stop is the strongest fungicide available for homeowners to use. For most fungus problems, F-Stop requires only one application, where most of the competing fungicides require two or three applications two weeks apart. Save money and save time with Fertilome F-Stop. If you don't have a spreader and would prefer a spray, use Fertilome F-Stop in the ready-to-spray bottle. Use the product the professionals use. Try Fertilome F-Stop, available at the Tree Farm in Longmont, Nick's Garden Center in Aurora, Jared's Nursery in Littleton. To find your closest dealer, go to www.fertilome.com. Be sure to tell them the Garden Wise Guy sent you. I'm with the man in the 
Call into the Fix It Show with your questions about your home. Saturday morning at 930. Specializing in heating and cooling problems, legendary hosts Deborah and Adam bring decades of experience and award-winning expertise to their live, interactive Fix-It show. Helping your home weather Colorado's unique climate and temperature swings. You have questions, they have answers. Call into the Fix-It show every Saturday morning from 930 to 1030 on Legends. All right, we are back. We're taking your garden questions. Yes, indeed, we are at the following phone number, 303-477-2473. That'll get you right in here, and it'll get you all the way up here, too, to the 12th floor of the, I think it's called the Pavilion Building. Okay. Tower 2. Yeah, they have to use an, a special electrical pump to get everything up here. Yeah, including ourselves. Yes. <laughs> hey, we've got Linda waiting to talk to us out in Lakewood right now. Good morning, Linda. Good morning, guys. Speaking of done that, killed that, I think I'm killing my orchid. Uh-oh. I had called a couple of weeks ago, and um, I just, I'm not sure. It has six leaves on it. It's now got three, and one of those leaves is going. It's starting to go yellow from the stem out to the end. Okay. So I don't know what to do with it. I... A friend of mine who has grown orchids before, she said, oh, go stick it in the sink and, you know, water it really, really good and then stick it back in the in the uh, pot. And mm-hmm. the direction said a half a cup of water per week. So I'm not sure what to do with it. So yeah. I should be killing it. It sounds like a phalaenopsis. Uh, Probably is. It's okay. a grocery store variety. Gotcha. Yeah, and half a cup of water per week isn't going to be enough. Well, it's in moss instead of bark. It's mm. a oh, friend of okay. mine that I spoke with. She always has had her orchids in bark. Yeah, yeah. So she says, I don't know about a moss one. I haven't dealt with that. Yeah, um, the moss ones are a little trickier, and uh, they can be easily kept too wet. So you need to just stick your finger in the moss. Right. Uh, and it, once it starts to feel, I'm, I'm saying, pretty dry, uh, you shouldn't be able to feel any moisture left at all. Okay. Then give it a good soak. And that, that More might, than a half a cup of water, like the direction said? Absolutely, yeah. Just take it to the sink and use your sprayer or whatever you right. have and, and just soak really it soak it down. Um, if... Uh, in well, moss, I put you it could... out in the garage, and it Uh-oh. gets pretty hot in there, so maybe it didn't like that. No, no, it's not going to like that. Okay. I mean, they, they will take hot temperatures, but they like a lot of humidity to go with it. And, okay. And we don't have that out, especially in a garage. Maybe I should try the laundry room. I'm <laughs> 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 rotating it around. <clears throat> okay. Um, second question my tomatoes, the larger ones, are in a grow box, and they had blossom rot, and you told me, go water them more frequently, and I think that's helped. But can you eat the ones that have blossom rot, just cut off the end? Yeah, you can do that. Okay. And the third question is, I remember um, last year you told me, I thought you said when you're treating your trees for ash borer, and you use the liquid Bayer, I think it's put out by Bayer or Bonide, some, one of those companies, that you said it takes one month for that liquid to rise up the trunk, uh, to rise up a foot of the tree. Is that correct? No, it's a, it's a foot, I want to say a foot a day. A foot a day? Yes. Yeah, it's going to take 30 days to get all the way to the top of the tree. Depending on how tall your tree is. Yeah, but it's a, it rises up the trunk, uh, on the average, about a foot a day okay. after you've applied it. All right. So and you want to make sure. I remember you saying um, the best time to treat was around August or September. Was that correct? That's a great time to treat because this, the tree is still actively transporting moisture and everything up the tree to the top. And okay. so it would carry the, the treatment with you. And that way your tree will definitely be completely protected by the time spring rolls around when you need it. 
okay, and when when do these little buggers fly out and are dangerous? I forget what month they. I want to say May June. Yeah, that's yeah, that's about the right time. May and June. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you're going to okay. treat in the spring, treat very early because you want that <clears throat> all the way up into the tree by the time those guys are flying around in May June. Okay. And, and mark I, your calendar because you'll do the same thing the next year. Right. I I think mine are due to be treated. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Oh, and by the <clears throat> way, um, I'll wor- oh, go ahead. Uh, you were right about the brand. Bear produces one called Protect and Feed. Fertilome makes the same thing called Tree and Shrub Soil Drench. And and then mine's in a blue jug, and I that's, can't remember. Uh, that's bear. That's yeah, bear. that's bear. I think it is yeah. bear. And Bonide makes one as well. So you know, all three of those major brands you'll find in the garden centers here, one brand or another, um, and they all are essentially the same product, and they'll all do the, a good job for you. I did find one <clears throat> um, interesting thing. The Bayer, you really have to look at the label because there's two jugs that are blue and one does not treat ash borer and the other one does. Oh. So I found that out last year when I was buying them. Well, then the other a little thing, hint yeah. to people that are looking for those. Well, sure, that's a good hint. And then the other one is uh, if you've never used that product before, before you go to the garden center to buy any, Make sure you measure the circumference of the trunk of your tree. Right. Because that will determine how much you need. And if there's nothing worse than going to the store, buying a quart of it, getting home and finding out you really needed a gallon. Yes, (laughs) definitely. All righty. Thank you so much for your information, and I'll keep working on the orchid. <laughs> okay. All right. Hey, you know what? Dad in there's, a couple of months. There's, there's no shame in killing orchids. That's how you learn. Yes. I can't yes, tell sir. you how many I've killed over the last 30, 40 years. So. Well, I may be joining the Kill Club. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big club. It is a big yes. club. All right. Thank you so much. You bet. Enjoy your show. Thanks for calling, Linda. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. Yeah, if, if you ever talk to somebody that grows orchids for any period of time, like for more than a week, um, and they say they've never killed one, they're lying. So they've had to work it only a week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Speaking of EAB, Emerald Ash Borer, I was down south. I was going to say South Denver, although it's probably Centennial. Or, or I, I don't know where I was. They should put up signs everywhere. But where are you? You know, you are here <clears throat> on the roadside. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, I was uh, looking at, and the park, was parking in the parking lot, and the parking lot is filled with ash trees. Mm. Many of them <clears throat> are under grown with a low-growing juniper really good looking juniper they they, okay. do, they do the job well there and i looked at the juniper or the junipers growing immediately underneath the tree mm. and they're all off color so i looked at the next ash tree same thing next ash tree same thing i suspect don't know this that the trees were sprayed probably for emerald ash borer uh-huh. although maybe other borers too and then this is overspray. Uh, it may end up killing those junipers. Oh, I hope not. Why oh, would it kill the? Why I, would an insecticide <coughs> kill the juniper? Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. Yeah, you know, it could be a number of things. It could be the junipers were really very, very, very dry. Uh-huh. They didn't look like it. Uh, it could be that the concentration of the ins- and I assume it's an insecticide. Can't think of what else they would be spraying. Was uh, too high. Mm-hmm. Um, temperature outside was too hot. Yeah, uh, you know any number of things that it could have been true, but yeah. if that is a possibility of happening, you can still 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 spray the tree, but then you go in immediately and wash down the junipers. Yeah, yeah. that would certainly help. Well, with that with the, with the soil drench that you and I were talking about, you don't spray it. No, you pour it on the ground yep. around the base of the tree, so there is no spraying involved, which is. I find to be almost magical. It is. Or you can use granules to do the same thing. Granules will do the same thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have one tree that I treat like that, although I'm beginning to wonder why. Which tree is that? <laughs> That's my, my state champion. Oh, your walnut? Yeah, my walnut tree, yes. has a lot of included bark and 
Oh. I'm just waiting for branches, and they're already starting to fall out of it. That's too bad. <sighs> You're protecting it from thousand canker disease? Yeah. Or no, not thousand. Well, that, yeah, that too. And anything else that beetles might bring in. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, just protecting. <clears throat> not far away is a Sophora japonica <clears throat> that is currently in bloom and... Uh, Looked at it very closely a couple of weeks ago, and there is bark just peeling off the two sides of it. What? Yep. I think it was, I'm going to suspect it was probably from the October freeze uh, mm. way back in 2019. Because there are a lot of trees that were affected by that. There just, are. Just split the bark up and down the trees. Mm -hmm. They should recover so from that. Why? It's, it's like four or five inches wide. Oh. And they look in, and you can see this. The, the the wood on the inside and, oh and dear. it's split too oh on both sides that's not good no <laughs> and it goes way up the tree oh, <coughs> so i think that one's gonna have to come out so i'm looking for another tree again this is like the third sephora i put in there i think maybe you've learned a lesson i see i th i told you been there killed that <laughs> <laughs> three times now <laughs> the tree i'd like to grow is one i grew up with as, as a kid is Quercus alba. Oh, yeah. The white oak. Uh -huh. I don't know how well they do in alkaline soil, though. I get different reports on, uh, on Mr. Google. Really? Yeah. Some say, yeah, it's fine. Others say, no. You know my favorite oak? Shingle oak. Yeah, it's pretty, too. Another that white oak group. Is, yes, that yeah. is. A mature tree of that, I can see why it's called shingle oak. Because the leaves overlap like overlap, shingles. Overlap, they look like shingles. Yeah, yeah it's I, really beautiful. And I think I think that one takes uh, alkaline soil quite well. Really? Yeah, there's a uh, bunch. I don't know why Denver. they're not. There <coughs> are some shingle oaks around Denver. Yeah. I've not ever yeah. seen one. A bunch of oaks along um, Cherry Creek, along okay. along the road on either, either side there. But Cherry Creek, for quite a distance uphill on either side, is all sandy soil. Yeah. And things grow differently in sandy soil than they do in other kinds of soil. You think? Yeah. I have a whole section of my yard that, oh, well, along the driveway that is... <laughs> construction soil. <laughs> construction. Well, it's, it's, it's <clears throat> nearly pure sand. Yeah. And, and some things will go great, and other things just kind of turn up their nose and yep. say, sayonara. Yep. You got great drainage, <clears throat> drainage in sandy soil. Yes, you do. Sometimes too much. <clears throat> yes. All right. We have to take a, our second break here of the hour, and uh, we'll be back with your questions more when we get back here on Legends 810. Do you have insects on your roses? Do you have borers damaging your trees and shrubs due to stress or the drought? Fertilome Tree and Shrub Drench is a great product that will give you season-long protection against many insects. Fertilome Tree and Shrub Drench can act as a preventer or a curative for insects that suck or chew on leaves or bore under the bark. This is the easiest product to use. Simply measure, mix in a bucket, and pour around the base of the tree. No messy spraying involved and an application can last up to one year. Protect your trees with Fertilome Tree and Shrub Drench. Find it at a local independent nursery, garden center, or a hardware store, including Wilmore Nursery in Littleton, The Tree Farm in Longmont, Tagawa Gardens in Centennial, Nick's Garden Center in Aurora, Jared's Nursery in Littleton. To find your closest dealer, go to www.fertilome.com. That's www.fertilome.com. Are your hanging baskets, window boxes, and patio pots suffering from the dog days of summer? Have they lost that greenhouse fresh look? More than likely, they're starving for a little attention and some Fertilome General Purpose Triple 20 plant food. This easy-to-use, water-soluble fertilizer is like an all-you-can-eat buffet for your potted plants. The nutrients are immediately available for the plant roots to absorb, providing the fuel your plants need to produce lush, green foliage and a bigger, brighter flowers, guaranteed. Your house plants will respond beautifully too, so if you'd like to get back that greenhouse fresh look at your home, get out there and buy some Fertilome Triple 20 plant food from your local independent Fertilome dealer. It's guaranteed to grow healthy, happy plants or your money back. You'll find Fertilome Triple 20 at Jared's Nursery in Littleton, The Tree Farm in Longmont, Nick's Garden Center in Aurora, Tagawa Gardens in Centennial. Be sure to tell them the Garden Wise Guys sent you.
are back on Legends 810 rather than some other station. And uh, <clears throat> if you keep tuned here, you can get the best gardening advice in probably five surrounding states. Why not? Let's make it six. Who's counting? <laughs> we'll add Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> and you could add a, a moon to that. You know, our, nobody's doing a garden Oh, that's show right. No one's moon. doing this on the moon yet. So. No. The best, best even from space. Yeah, but then there's nobody on the moon either. Well, that's true. All right. Hey, we've got Joyce on the line who wants to talk to us about what? About irises, looks like. Good morning, Joyce. Yep. Good morning. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you? I, I, I'm so excited. I called in. This, I've listened to you for years, but never called in. So oh, great. This is exciting. I'm, I'm glad um, you did. <laughs> um, okay. So my husband and I sold our home of... 30 years in Park Hill, and we are moving to Loveland, Mm -hmm. and our house will not be ready till the end of November, early December. So I have some heritage irises in my yard. Some of them were there when we moved in 30 years ago, and they're so gorgeous. They're gigantic, and they're multicolored, and they're just gorgeous. And then the others were given to me by... um, a greenhouse owner who was closing down her practice and they are also heritage because she, she actually took them from her yard and they're very old also, and they're gorgeous. And so we want to see if we can take some of the rhizomes with us, winter them over and successfully transplant them to our new home. Do you, so do you have possession of your new home yet? Uh, no. Oh, when, when do you suppose that would happen? There's, they're still stomping around in it. It's a new build. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, so I'm not going to let my bulbs anywhere near my my house. <laughs> so the earliest you could probably plant there, you said, was November or December? I'm hoping mid-November. Okay. Well, you know, Iris. That's what they're promising. But yeah, yeah, Iris you can throw on top of the ground and let them sit there over the winter and they'll still grow. Oh, okay. They're yeah. one of those crazy plants. That when do you have to move out of your current place? So we're closing on it two weeks from yesterday. Oh, so we need a place to keep these until you move into so, the new place. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, so I need to know how do I how do I treat them with TLC for two and a half, ten weeks, twelve weeks, and then they'll still be <clears throat> viable, and I can hopefully I, get them to. I'm thinking you have a friend that has a has a garden, vegetable or otherwise. Yeah, actually, I do. That could dig up a, a, a short row and just uh-huh. transplant them into that until oh. you know, you're you near your new place. And it might be oh, as long. That's a great it might be as long until next spring in case we get one of these early freezes and the ground is frozen. Right. Because right. you you know that when you move in, you're not going to be sure of where to plant them right off the yeah. bat. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So, so would I let if I I'll plant them in my friend Fran's yard. We would let them go ahead through their blooming cycle in her yard and then move them. Um, would that be the best? That would give me time to decide which yeah. is the perfect spot. Yeah, I think that would be the best thing to do if if your friend will caretake them until then. Yeah. Oh, yes, she will. Okay. She's yeah. A, she's, yeah, she will. And, and, so, oh, and, that's a great idea. And then you could offer her some of the parts of your rhizomes of your, <laughs> as a True. Payback. True, 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 true. Okay, so she's out of town, but she'll be back Tuesday. I won't dig them out till next weekend. And I, you know, I'm not going to take every, I'm not going to wipe them out of irises because I've got big beds of irises. Well, Um, do do take a couple more than you absolutely need so you can give those then to your neighbor as payment. Okay. Okay. That's a great idea, guys. I love it. I was imagining, oh, you have to wrap them in paper and put them in the refrigerator until this point, and then you have to you, you, you know, know, do a magic potion over them. You, you know, that would probably work. <laughs> However, I'm trying to simplify <laughs> things here. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love that, that because then I don't have to keep track of them either. Yeah, and yeah, right now exactly. things are stirred up enough. So, oh, I love it. Okay, great. I think that's every – oh, I know. I have one more quick question. Sure. I have a Chinese evergreen that is houseplant that is just being a jerk and refusing <laughs> to thrive. Okay. And and I I I I threatened to just let it die and it's still 
just looks at me and pitifully and I water it. So I've, I had it in the house. Um, I've now moved it out to the patio. I, it's little leaves curled down mm-hmm. and it just always looks rather sad and droopy, but it doesn't die. It, is that just Chinese evergreens? Are they really just pills? No, not usually. They're usually pretty durable. They're used a lot for interior scapes and office buildings and that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, I, I'm just wondering how how big a pot is it in? How big is the plant? Okay. The plant is... I didn't think it was too big for the pot. It is um, in a four-inch pot, and it's all of... Uh, 18 inches tall if we're lucky, maybe. A four-inch pot? Depends on where you measure. That's way too small. Yeah, that's... Oh, it is. Yeah, I'd move that up into at least a six-inch pot to start with. Okay. Sorry, my dog's well, another dog. Bright, Um, indirect, bright, indirect light, warm temperatures. (laughs) I'd get it back in the house um, because they're kind of bug magnets. Okay. And okay. then when you when and you transplant it, take a look at the roots. Mm-hmm. You you okay. may find that the roots completely fill up the pot, in which case you'll have to break them apart oh. when you replant it. Or oh. your roots are all rotted off at the base. Okay. Yeah, if, if you Good don't have idea. healthy roots, then just toss it. Yeah. Okay, that was my next question. If the roots aren't healthy, do I just try to yeah, keep we, it going? They're have, expensive, too. I, well, you know... You'd, you'd end up having to treat them as cuttings then at that point. They if they would root as a cutting? Oh, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's how you they're... cut them off at the stem? Yeah, just cut the stem. Well, you probably don't even have to cut the stem off. Just clean up the stems, remove all the bad roots, and then... Uh, oh. And then you can repot them into <clears throat> soil and treat them, as a, you know, treat them as though they're a cutting until they're well-rooted. Oh, Okay. Well, that'll be fun because I'm like, I didn't get to plant a garden this year and we're living in my daughter's one bedroom apartment because she's out of town and I'm missing gardening. So this will be a gardening project. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Thanks, you guys. You bet. Thanks for calling, Joyce. All right. Well, I tell you what, living in a one bedroom apartment, I would miss gardening too. That would be hard. It's it's <clears throat> yeah. It, it's hard to <clears throat> walk around your living room if the if your living room floor is, is filled with plants. True. Well, even my basement. My basement <clears throat> is mostly empty because everything's outside except the orchids. Yeah. And I'm looking at all these plant growing racks with lights and tables and everything down there. And they look awfully bare, and I need to put something in there. <laughs> No, you don't dare because it's all coming back in, you know. Well, I dared. You know, I I bought more Rex begonias. I bought some African violets, which I haven't grown for years. I grew them when I was a kid before I discovered orchids, and then they were out of there. But uh, I tell you what, I I have to be careful. <laughs> I I do that with all the catalogs sitting on my desk. Yeah. Still, I really need to order all these plants. Yeah, do I need to take more cuttings yeah, of this? Really? I don't know. <laughs> can I, I sell them? I can just throw them out. Yeah, yeah. I don't need 47 of the same thing. Yeah, and I keep thinking, my wife says, well, you can give them away. I think, you know, I've been there. Done. That's hard to do anymore. It is. And, re- and, and everybody, almost everybody, you, do you want, and they'll say, yes, I want that. Okay, now the next step is, making arrangements for that person to come over and get the plants because mm-hmm. I'm not delivering them. Right. And that then, means you have to invite people <coughs> to your house. <laughs> and then you have to clean the house. <laughs> yes. <laughs> probably feed them something. <laughs> yeah. And then sit and chat for an hour or so. Uh-huh. And it, it becomes a... And then, and of course, they call up the last minute and cancel. And now you have to <laughs> hang on to that plant for another <laughs> month <laughs> before you can make a rain. It just gets to be... I just usually end up throwing them on the compost pile. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I don't blame you. I don't blame you one bit. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I pulled, I, I harvested all my kohlrabi. It's all gone. Um, pulled out all the beans, of course. Peppers are still growing and producing. Tomatoes are producing. Yeah. 
Yeah, carrots Cuc- are going to be coming up pretty soon. Cucumbers are a sorry, sorry, pathetic <laughs> plant this year. I swear, I've never uh, seen such bad cucumbers. <laughs> I don't know what I did wrong. And I'm sure it's my fault. I'm sure. Although Stupid. I'm sure if you look hard enough, you'll find somebody, <coughs> something else to blame. What does it mean when the, the tips of the cucumbers are all tiny and shriveled? Uh, that's usually Is a that water, water issue. Is that yeah. water? I mean, you got enough water on them, but not at the right time. Oh, well, my water bill's high enough. I should have enough yeah. water on them. Yeah, ours too. Although oh. we're not using as much as we are allotted. <coughs> oh, I got, I got a letter. I got a letter from the water department saying that we're yeah. using more than we need. Well, it turns out <clears throat> they don't. What they don't know is that our water also waters the <clears throat> the entry medians into the entry plantings into the neighborhood. Yeah, comes from our house, and they don't adjust those sprinklers no, no, on a regular no, basis no, to no. Accom- accommodate no. for. No. We're allotted twelve gallons per square foot a year. Oh, is that right? Yeah. I have no idea what that means. I don't know if that's enough or too much. I don't. I don't know how to figure that. <laughs> There's too many sevens in there to, <laughs> to carry. Does that include your house or just the landscape? I, and they don't tell you. Oh well, then I'd include the house. <laughs> or is it only the house square footage yeah. and not the landscape? And if that's not enough, now we're going to get. If you haven't already gotten, your electric meter is going to be changed out. Yeah, now we're going to go on budget billing, I think they call it. Yes, I've got to change all of my my um, <coughs> my time clocks for my plants to come on at night rather than during the day because yep. it's cheaper at night. It's cheaper at night, yeah. So the plants aren't going to know any yeah, different. We got this long letter from them explaining this whole process. <coughs> they didn't tell you when this is going to happen. They didn't tell you <coughs> what the hours are going to be for this budget billing. They yeah. didn't tell you what the prices are going to be for those f- particular hours. But they did tell you how much it's going to cost should you opt out. And you can. Uh-huh. But now they're going to charge you $11 for every reading of your current meter per reading. And I'm thinking, all they do is drive by. Yeah. And point a gun or something at your meter. Right. And then go on to the next one. And it's all, and they don't do anything else. It, you know, it's magic. You press a button and they take your reading and go to the next house. Right. Why does that cost eleven dollars? I don't know. They probably do a couple of thousand a day. I would think. I don't know, but they don't tell you that. I mean, they don't t- explain why it cost eleven dollars. Well, you can call and ask them. Well, I've <clears throat> been preparing to put together a letter, but I haven't done that yet. <coughs> Letters don't work. People don't read. Because you, you got to call and, and <coughs> you got to be a Karen on the phone. <coughs> they don't. They don't. They don't go to your into your backyard anymore. That's because you have a vicious dog, <laughs> cat, <A> cat. <laughs> it's an attack cat <laughs> that eats grass and throws up in your carpet. There you go. <laughs> All right. What other kind of plant questions do we have on our board? We got three minutes. We got three minutes, which <coughs> probably isn't going to be enough to answer the next question. Well, let's give it a shot. Yeah, why not? Let's give it a shot. Let's go out and talk to, to Linda in, in Lakewood about her morning glory. Good morning, Linda. Good morning. Hey there. What's going on? Um, I live in an apartment, but I have a good-sized patio, and I grow morning glories up the posts in my patio. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And the last year or two, I'm not getting any blooms. I get great foliage and vining and whatever, but there aren't any blooms. I have uh, two kinds. One's the smaller red ones. They did great. But the heavenly blue ones aren't getting any blooms. Are they in full sun or are they probably in shade? No, they're in full sun um, about uh, at least six hours a day. Like I said, they're growing great. Um, The red ones, I've got lots of blooms but not the heavenly it blue one. may not be enough sunlight for the heavenly blue. Really? Yeah, six hours a day, it sounds like a lot, but I, when I see them blooming, they're out in full sun all day long. Really? Yeah. Um, I'm in, like, south southwest exposure, and I'd, I've been doing this for four years, and the first couple of years I got great blooms, but the last two years I hadn't. Well, I'll tell you what, um, you probably hear some music in your ears, which means we have to take a break over the top of the hour. Can we put you on hold and come back? 
Sure. All right, we're going to do that. Uh, so everybody else, stand by. This is going to be one of the shortest breaks in history. We'll be back real fast. We are not even going to breathe. That's how short this break is going to be. We'll be back right after this on Legends 810.